0: R. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox
1: Sports Radio.
2: Yeah, man. Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Base Sports Radio. Base hot dog. Base dog.
0: Base hot dog.
2: <laughs> it's LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with the here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, oh, 6 o'clock Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. It has been a, a wild first hour of the program, and these shenanigans continue. Um, did anybody find themselves uh, wondering uh, during uh, the Super Bowls, we were all waiting for it to kick off, and the Rocks out there had given some, you know, whatever he was trying to do as Michael Buffer impersonation, introducing the teams, and it just seemed awkward. It seemed like a weird fit, like they were trying to shoehorn oh, don't hate. It.
1: I'm just it did saying, seem it. awkward. I think what seemed awkward was how big his arm looked compared to the rest of his body. Uh, it <laughs> I just, was like, my God. Yeah. It looks like a special effect in a movie.
2: But it did make me wonder, rock. like, what, why? 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 Why are they doing this? What's, what's the LA. appeal? It's L.A. Yeah. I know, but Michael Buffer was doing uh, the intros all year there at SoFi. So it just it, it was a little odd that they would just turn over to The Rock. And then all of a sudden, uh, news comes out on Monday that uh, you know The Rock took to social media. Obviously, uh, him running the XFL now, he is uh, the guy that's looking to take over that league and try and uh, get it to actually develop into something. And uh, he had this to say about a partnership now with the NFL.
1: I am so honored to be able to share this very big announcement with you guys that the XFL is officially collaborating with the NFL, the National Football League. And the whole idea about the XFL-NFL collaboration is to grow the game of football, the game that we all love, the game that we are passionate about. Now that the XFL is joining forces with the NFL with one goal in mind, which is innovation opportunities to advance the game of football. We're also looking to create opportunities for player development on and off the field. And as an XFL owner, as you guys know, my number one priority will always be the players and creating more opportunities for them. We're just getting started. What a force to be reckoned with, the XFL and the NFL. I'll keep you guys posted. I love you guys. Here we go.
2: All right. Here we go. Smart a little collaboration. Strategic. That's a smart, yeah. strategic
0: play. You said partnership. You got to make sure you keep things in the correct, you know, Uh, terminology well (laughs) partnership is different than a
2: collaboration i I don't like how they're cutting in uh, line over the usfl personally but again you know what am i you know good good company uh, man yeah
1: let me just say that was a
0: good company line
1: i i feel like the xfl is gonna get used like this is one of those relationships you're watching both parties walk in and you look at one via the nfl and you're like they're too good for this person. Like, why are they together? And then as they start going on, you will go, oh, they were just using them. Like, they, there was something specific that they wanted from them that they're using them for. Now, look, maybe this turns into a developmental league for the NFL, but it'd be odd that they would pick the timing as of now with the XFL. And based on the announcement, and what he talked about, and something that the NFL PA and the players have been very protective of from the NFL is data. And you heard him talk about that. Like, if, if the NFL wants to get data from the players, right, all the technology that out, that's out there that exists, it has to be a part of a revenue splitter. They have to talk, they have to work with the union about that. The XFL, to the best of my knowledge, doesn't have a union. <laughs> So the NFL can swipe on in and they can do whatever they want if they're getting access, which it sounds like they are, to everything the XFL is doing. And so data, which is one of those trigger words nowadays that everyone uses and talks about, which really it's just the statistics, the information so they can better analyze it, whether it's to make the game safer to toy with some of the rule changes they maybe want to implement but want to actually see how it plays out in a live game scenario, they can do that. But this, to me, is about the NFL swooping in, and they're the better-looking version. They got everything you would want to be with the XFL, Who you're like, wait a second, why are, why are these two hanging out? They don't seem like an equal match, but it's because the NFL's using the XFL.
0: Uh, I, I think that when we look at all these other leagues that have tried to to get get going, they all fail. Like we haven't seen one really, really make it and and just stay off the ground. We we've seen you know arena leagues, you know, kind of come and go. We've seen these these pro leagues come and go. No one has been able to crack the code. Of creating something different. I mean, you could say that when you look at other sports, the reason why you don't see other other sports have, you know, other leagues come about is because they have what is it? D leagues, G leagues, stuff like that. They have, uh, you know, what what's the the level in baseball like? The minors, yeah. Yeah. stuff AAA, like that. Triple A, right? AAA, AAA, right. Yeah, minor So you you have all of these built-in levels that are respected in the sense that they are feeders to the major show, right? You have it in hockey. You have it in baseball. you I mean, heck, it, pretty much every sport except football. And, and so to me, I'll say from a different angle, what makes sense is to try to figure out a collaboration or a partnership or some type of understanding where you could work to try to become the D-League of the NFL. And and for what it's worth, I think we had this conversation before, Brady. I, I'm not sure, but I don't want to take you out of context. But with now, with everything that's taking place with NIL and different things like that, guys, th- there are guys that disappear from college all the time, whether it be for grades, personal reasons, whatever it may be, not playing, whatever, homesick, you name it. To have the opportunity to go play in the league because, you know, the rules state, you know, you can't get into the National Football League. You have to qualify to get into the National Football League. So there's different ways to go about doing that. If you create that in between uh, the NFL and college, if you can create an in-between league or a developmental league. Like imagine if it's like, okay, Jordan Love isn't playing for us right now. We'll have him be the the starting quarterback for our – our, our training-level team in the XFL. You're getting reps, da-da-da, this, that, and the other. Like, it would be no different than, okay, we're going to call him up from the minors and bring him in. Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Okay, we're going to bring him up, da-da-da, this, that, and so on and so forth. It could work if they really genuinely want to create a, a a different lane because there are so many really, really quality players that don't make it onto an NFL roster. I mean that's that's factual. So when you look at it from the aspect of can you give somebody the opportunity to continue to develop and and create opportunities for themselves that aren't in college but are in that like that kind of gray area of their career as as a football player if I'm the rock and I'm 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 forging, you know, what I'm trying to do with the XFL, I would assume that would be a great approach because you're not a threat to becoming a competitor to the NFL you have great star brand by being the owner of the XFL and you could create this this pipeline between and you could grow the sport you you could 100% grow the sport in a collaborative effort
2: I just I don't know that if if people look at these leagues as competition to the nfl or i i just think that's the wrong approach to take in this and i, and I don't know if the nfl is ever going to seriously consider any of these leagues a feeder system i mean to me that that's what college football is more so than what the xfl would be i think it's an alternative something that's on when it's not in the middle of the season and you but you, you need get, a little bit of a football you only fix. get
0: so many so many years you only get so much time at the college level Imagine having a a feeder league where, say, somebody developed,
2: you know, that they they graduated college at 18, 19, but I think, twenty years old. I, I think the number will be small. The number of guys that'll that'll go from the XFL that'll get noticed. It's like people go but back the number, to the old XFL. But the number of
0: guys in college is small. No,
2: I understand, but but those guys aren't going to be the guys that the NFL is interested in are going to go to the NFL every single time. The I, idea I I give that you they're going to choose. Example. Here's
0: a great example. Cameron Wake, all right, went to Penn State. Yeah. Disappears, gets hurt, disappears. You never hear from him ever again, right? Then he goes to the Canadian Football League, starts playing, rehabs himself. He's good. Yeah, Then gets defensive player of the year, player of the year, da-da-da, and then goes into the National Football League and becomes a perennial all-pro pro bowler as Derek Wake. He changed his name to Derek Wake, goes to the Miami Dolphins and is playing with the Dolphins. So he used the Canadian Football League as many players have used the Canadian Football League. And they, and if you keep in mind, the – the NFL thought that this was a, a, a very strategic and strong idea to have a feeder league when they created the, the national, the, the, the international. Europe Yeah, yeah they had Europe. the European, yeah, NFL Euro, so and they were trying to cultivate talent from, from overseas or give guys from here the opportunity to go play and develop and come over here. So the NFL has been aware of the fact that they could use a developmental league.
2: It just—I still think—I uh, I look at it as college. I—I I just think this is to give people a football fix, and—and and I like it because you're going to give guys an opportunity to continue their NFL careers. But I just look at this and I go, if—if if I'm the NFL. I, outside of you know, some ideas, some some rules that they would implement, like the old XFL, you know, camera angles, things that they did during uh, during that first run of the XFL, they took from. But there are only a couple of guys that actually turned into NFL players. Tommy Maddox, he hate uh, me, he hate me, was one of them. I just, I still think that the best path is college to the NFL. But at least this gives an opportunity for other guys to play.
1: I, I, I don't doubt that. <clears throat> what I think where there's a gap and it's missing. And it was it was attempted to be put together. I don't even know where it's at. I don't think it's significant by any means. But the, the Pac-Pro League. And the Pac-Pro League was an alternative to college. And so it was to design and create a system where athletes who weren't serious about their degree or didn't care as much about it could still go play in a professional league where they would be paid a wage that – honestly is probably equal to some schools tuition alone, but that's it. They'd receive a stipend for food and the ability to complete their degree for undergraduate at a community college. That was the thought behind it. Whereas look, why make kids go to play football at schools that they're really not there to go to school or get their degree. They just want to play football. I personally don't have an issue with it. If that's what they want to do now, I'm also someone who's all for being accountable for your decisions and responsible for the things that you decide to do. So, in this case, if a young man tries to go and opt out of not going to college, not getting his degree, and goes that route and doesn't make it, well, you can't look back and go, well, man, you know, I didn't get a chance or I didn't get. No, you made that decision. That's your decision. And, and whether or not we want to have a debate about if an 18-year-old is able to make a sound decision in regards to if they should go to college to play football or a semi-pro league or minor league to start that journey, that's neither here nor there. The point is there's been a league that's tried this. There clearly wasn't enough traction with that league. I would be curious to see if the XFL would look at doing that. And they would essentially become like the G League to the NBA where you would now have kids out of high school who would say maybe for a year or two, I could go earn an income if I want and get my degree at a community school if that even matters to me. But then play in this professional league and eventually make my way to the NFL. Now, that would obviously, you know, you'd need to still be out of high school for three years because that's the rule based on the PA and the NFL. And the players union is never going to change it because – the veteran players don't want even younger players already trying to take their job. And I don't think there's a push for it from the NFL side either. So you're still looking at a player joining the XFL or any other you know, pop-up league, startup league for potentially three years before they could even go or have a chance to be signed and drafted in the
0: NFL. Which makes sense. And if you were able to create that relationship with the league, then now you're talking about franchises would probably adopt different teams. Either they either they adopt a team and then you start financing the team in certain ways and keeping them strong so that they can develop talent for you. Or you just look at it as it's it's everything's up for grabs. If if it's in the XFL, we can go and we can draw from any team. But I I, I mean, when you think of D League and stuff like that and developmental leagues, they're generally connected to a team. And I think if the NFL did something like that, it would create a lot of opportunity for a lot of guys it would keep a lot of guys out of trouble for certain and and it keeps the hope it keeps a little bit of hope alive that you could realize your dream to become a professional at playing you know, at the National Football League level. So, to me, I think there's a lot of positives and a lot of bonuses that would be connected to it, but there would have to be a ton of infrastructure in place for that to be able to work.
2: It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. All right, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, coming up next. We have still Got some people that are very bothered by a decision that was made in the world of sports. We will get the very latest right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Errington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Um has got problems, man. This was a funny it was a good that was a good, it was, it was a good one. By the way, he ain't lying. Um, <laughs> ah! so, um so we are gonna get into uh this uh you know, there was a, a ruling that was handed down. We'll call it that. Uh, we'll see uh, if everybody's on board with it. Uh I we should mention this though. We were talking about the XFL's Collaboration with the NFL um, Ladies and gentlemen This, this it's, is it's, The XFL It is uh, It is. Yeah. Interesting remember uh remember a couple years ago, or probably a few years ago at this point, when people were worried about the state of the game, like man, are we worried about the the state of football because if it was you know the the concussions, then it went into the uh you know all, all the other stuff afterwards, like people are going to stop watching because the NFL is this and they're that, and it's like football's so healthy that coming off a pandemic. Hmm. They're still trying to use two startup leagues, like like the the NFL. College football is as hot as it's ever been, and we'll get into the uh, playoff expansion uh, stuff that went away because I know Brady's got some thoughts on that. But. You've got the XFL and the USFL. They just tried it with the AAF a couple of years ago. That failed. The XFL failed because of the pandemic. But football is so healthy that they're starting up multiple leagues all at the same time around the same, uh, around the same uh, one, two-year span on top of what's already happening with the NFL. Football's fine, everybody.
1: Football's yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I, I would venture to say this. Football creates drama or sensationalizes, and really I should say the media around football, but they do it all the time. We do it all the time. It's, it's part of our job. It's part of you know, the, the news cycle now that's accelerated with social media and Twitter and the likes, but the, the truth is no matter which side of a debate or a topic you're on, you know, for example, Colin Kaepernick, whether you like him or dislike him, whether you feel like you should be playing or shouldn't be playing in the league, it doesn't matter Because you're going to watch football regardless. There's people on both sides of that fence who said, I'm never going to watch again because he should be playing in the NFL. There's people on the other side who said, Well, he's kneeling, so I'm not going to watch anymore. You're lying. You're all lying. You're going to watch. You can't help yourself. All right. Much like our smartphones that we're addicted to, and we can't help but check what's happening on Twitter, or check our email, or check whatever you know text message we just got, or if someone's calling, or something in the news, or some other social media site, we we've become addicted to football. And I I don't think that's a bad thing. But understand this: the powers that be, who are really broadcast networks, they know this. And so they look at your habits and they know that regardless of what you say, what you tweet, what you text or put out there publicly, you're going to watch. They're willing to, they're willing to get behind startup leagues because they know there's a consistent audience that will compete with regular season NBA, that will compete with NHL, that will compete with any other live event and sport out there. And they do know this, it'll be better than whatever the crap they try to waste money on creating to put on TV because the truth of the matter is live sports with the betting included becomes better for any broadcast network and viewership and advertising dollars than anything else that's out there. That, that's the secret behind all of this is live sports have become the biggest thing because of gambling. And that's why, if you look at a league like this, why everyone wants to get behind it, they understand what exactly is behind it. And no sitcom or no singing show or dancing show or something where you pull a rabbit out of a hat, none of that crap's going to have any gambling involved with it. Not like any sports league will.
2: Uh, Brady
0: said that with his
2: chest. Yeah. Listen, man. how about that? You take that. Yeah, this gambling world, people are afraid of. Not this show, man. I'll just say this. It's still very
0: complicated to – and it's clearly played out that way where it's just very complicated. The fans are fickle, especially NFL fans, football fans. Like It's it's like you almost – you either choose one or you choose two, but it's like you either love pro or you love college or you generally will love both, and that's what they're kind of married to. And, and it just seems as though it's it's been very very difficult to get the buy in to these 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 alternate leagues for one reason or another. Now, obviously, the information says that you should try to get another league. That's why there's so many that are trying to launch. I just think that there's something that has been missing there for it to work. And I don't, you know, I. Whoever figures it out is going to be the benefactor of mass proportion if, they, if there is indeed a solution to making one of these leagues work. I just don't know what that is. You can get a lot of interest in these leagues. It just it subsides and it dies down so quickly. That the leagues aren't able, they're not
2: able to sustain. See, I think the XFL before the pandemic was going to work. I really do. Because you just, you saw the difference between that and the AAF. And it was like the AAF got to be the you know, proverbial guinea pig, go through all their issues. And then the XFL rolled out. And then all of a sudden COVID hit. And it just it shut it all completely down. So I think different leagues have not worked for different reasons, but you don't need to win the ratings war. You just need to carve out enough of a of, of a piece of the pie when it comes to the audience that you can be sustainable and that networks will still back you in year two, in year three, in year lot, four. Though. There's but, a whole lot to that bowl, happening. Bowl games were outrating NBA games last year. Yeah, and we're talking that's about college. nothing bowl games. But that's college. See, but I, I, I think think that there is a market for this will it will it dominate the nba i don't know about that but i think there's enough of a market for football that, that that's why these leagues are still trying after just, all these I don't failings know. nfl
0: europe didn't even work and they were putting their games where they putting those games on uh, nfl let, network or let me put it
1: this way the xfl ratings and this was on fs1 mind you they
0: were okay. high to begin with
1: yes yeah, seven hundred sixty-seven thousand. yeah that's more than you're going to get for some regular season basketball
0: in the yep. nba no, that so was hot. That, that, that,
1: that was just first year, right? Before that thing got canceled. That was the one league. What was the other league called? I, I uh, literally AAF.
2: can't. AAF. Yeah. <laughs> AAF. Yeah.
1: AAF. I feel like
0: I kept. It sounds me. like a place you check yourself uh, uh, into. Alliance of American Football, <laughs> I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Alliance of American Football. You need football. help, Berto. Check yourself into the AAF,
1: man. <laughs> man. Think about this the, the inaugural games that Saturday night. A 1.9 rating, which is equivalent to 3.25 million viewers. Think about that. It was the most watched non-pro football telecast since 2001. And that was when week six of the XFL season hit 3.6. So think about that. That was, what, three years ago when the AAF existed? Yeah. There's something here. And with the gambling aspect of it as well, which no one wants to put out the forefront, but we all know what's kind of behind the curtain. It's going. This country loves football, and and that's not a bad thing, by the way. I hope people don't think that I'm I'm saying it's a bad thing. I, I love it. I think it's great for our country. But at the same time, understand this: it is the premier sport at every level. It's literally NFL, college football, everything else. And and this these startup leagues are part of that discussion as to exactly why they feel like there's still a niche or there's still a need for spring football in a developmental league or these other startup leagues.
2: I mean, think about like this during the pandemic. I had people ask me like, so what do you guys talk about? And it was we were fine. Like I never one time did we do a show and I thought, oh, God, I I don't know what we're going to get into today because we spent so much time talking about Dak Prescott's contract. Literally, the world was shut down in a pandemic and we filled shows with constant content talking about Dak Prescott's contract status with the Cowboys football it has carried sports talk radio and sports media for a long time, and if people want to bitch and moan that there's another startup league or they want to cry and complain, go somewhere else. With I don't that. know um, why you would cry and complain about it, it or,
0: or have a problem with
2: it. You know what
0: makes me curious is why wouldn't the NFL just purchase the XFL or create their own D-League <laughs> league? Because... Because they can't even –
1: first off, oh. <clears throat> owners are greedy. Okay. And they don't want to put more money into something than they're probably already putting in their franchise to have to deal with that. Um, I, I also think you'd be a little – you want to see how, how this thing all shakes out. I mean, the last time, the AAF, which obviously garnered the, the most views, I mean, there was a lot of uh, – I don't know what to call it. A lot of things being sold out there that weren't actually happening. So.
2: <laughs> the power got shut off at one point? Yeah,
0: yeah I do
2: remember that. <laughs>
0: Was,
1: yeah, they, they, were, they were flush. They were good with capital. Next thing you know, they needed to hockey in <laughs> and come in and save them. <laughs> can, we,
2: can we borrow yeah. a few bucks? The uh, checks are bouncing. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we're good. We're good, I swear. <laughs> Why
1: do the lights keep flickering in here. Uh, is, is the heat man. on? Is,
2: is there no and they
0: they the heat a lot on? Of, uh, they had a lot of big name. Co- like Steve Spurrier was a coach well, in that and, league, right? Yeah. And
1: that's, that's where, I, to your point or a question, LeVar, I think it would make a lot of sense because there's such a push for diversity. And if you're trying to figure out ways, and you have to think long-term, not just short-term. Like, everyone wants to have change immediately in the NFL. Okay. But that's not so easy to do. And if you look at the lion's share of coaches that were hired, all right, they're offensive-minded in nature. I mean, just, just look, look at the nature of, of the, the coaches that are hired. The majority of them are offensive-minded in nature. And the one biracial coach that was hired happen to be offensive-minded in nature. Now, obviously, Lovie Smith, he's an example of a defensive-minded coach. Mike Tomlin, I believe his roots are defensive-minded. So you start to look at some of it and you say, all right, like if we want to get more coaches on the offensive side of the ball that are a potential minority candidates, not only do we need to start on our staffs in the NFL, but why not help them too with the XFL or the USFL or some of these other developmental leagues, where you get more of that, or you've got a coach who may be a potential head coaching you know, candidate. Pep Hamilton has coached in these leagues. He's now the offensive coordinator with the Houston Texans. So that's just one example of someone who I think you know, was able to get some you know, opportunity at that level too and a head coaching position that I think people go, wait a second, this guy's really good, especially with them being mic'd up and you could hear them talking you know, throughout plays and decisions, talking to the players. That's one of those things that you have access to, the ability to do, and it helps create a platform for these guys to then get experience but also get a lot of people behind them. So I just – I look at it and say I don't know why the NFL doesn't. I wish they could bring back NFL Europe. I think it planted a lot of flags or seeds for what you're now saying where we're going to have games in Germany. We've got games in London. You know, all that to me was started by NFL Europe. It's not it's, it's not because of the
0: following of what you're seeing right now in the NFL. Now, you know it's crazy, not, not to cut you off, Jonas, but if you look at, like I know for me myself, I've brought a lot of kids over here out of camps, out of Nigeria, and they have been top-rated high school players. They have been top-rated college players, and some have even made it into the National Football League. There are a lot, if you look at some of the, I mean, there is a growing number of names of of players in the game that are not from here. So you're 100% right in terms of the idea of guys that are playing basketball or playing soccer or playing other sports around the the world not just here in America but around the world which that gets into a whole nother topic of conversation because I think you I think you take care of home first but you have extended a net that goes very far in terms of the reach of American football but again there are so many athletes that fall by the wayside the most successful football players generally are undrafted think about that the most successful football players that you'll see, career-wise, are generally undrafted free agents, and 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 so to me, what that says is, for all those those few guys within that number that that find a way onto a roster and get a chance, there's a guy that probably possibly could have been the same type of guy for somebody else's team, and they slip through the cracks and if you if you have a league that is there to capture those those young men that slip through the cracks then you give them an opportunity to to show the league once again that I can play at a high a level higher than college that that would actually be foreseeable that you could take that talent into the National Football League, and I think that that's what really needs to be focused on if they're going to make these things work.
2: And by the way, for those you uh, you know keeping score out there, obviously the USFL draft is uh, coming up later on tonight and tomorrow. If you are waiting to hear when we are going to do our mock USFL draft, uh, you can keep on waiting. Uh, probably not going to get to that at, at any point during this show. So I know uh, Brady, you had your top. You're, you're 10. not going to do your bottom ten? Eh, listen, I don't know. I don't think they're ready for that, man. I'm not here to brag. have you. Have you told Levar about your bottom? 10 I, in have the NFL draft. I have not, but I know where you're taking that joke. He, and, uh, oh, that come on, no, uh, no,
1: listen. no. Lavar, one year, <laughs> he put a guy in the bottom ten that actually won the first went round. In the first
2: round. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you know, a little. A little. You did have one. You did get one guy like a few picks off. Uh, listen. I, uh, I I blame my scouting department. I mean, they uh, they had a, a <laughs> no, low grade on that you, guy, and he went in the mixed, first round.
1: You mixed up the Edmonds brothers, right? Yes, Wasn't that, it?
2: that was yeah. Terrell Edmonds, and yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I screw that up. But uh again, you know, I blame my scouting. department. Department. That person uh, was out of a job soon after that draft. Oh, okay. So, uh, all right, it is I uh, bet Jesus th- going to be out of a job I, soon? I have, I have no, but he shouldn't be oh. uh, after his performance recently. Oh, okay. uh, it is two well, pros in a cup of years. Both pros
1: went in the first round, but you, so it didn't matter if you mixed them up. You just, I, I think you mixed up Edmonds uh,
2: again, and and that guy was fired. That that member of the uh, scouting staff was fired. So that's been taken care of. Won't happen again. Uh, all right, coming up next, uh, we've got uh, some more outrage in the world of sports. People are not happy with a, a decision that was made. We're going to have that for you next here on fox sports radio be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific i'm george reister host of the reister or wrong podcast this is the
0: intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth
2: Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to get to this uh, story in the world of sports that's got people very hot and bothered. First one to let you know, we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. A little over 10 minutes from now, we We've got an update uh, on a quarterback situation in the NFL, and it doesn't uh, appear to be a good one. Um, but uh, we do want to get to this. Um, you know, want to see if the guys are, uh, if you're okay with this. Uh, Juwan Howard has been suspended for the rest of the regular season. Uh, are we okay with that punishment, or do we uh, no, still think he should be that's fired? That's what we
0: said on the show. I think that's what I said on the show yesterday. Yeah. It would probably be him. It's, it's going to be one extreme to the next. It wasn't going to be a one game suspension. If they were going to go all in, then they probably would have fired him, if if you're doing probably in my estimation what was the right um, the right course of action, you suspending for the rest of the rest of the regular season, and and that's what they ended up doing. I, I listen the more further review of it, and you continue to watch it, and then the other coach got fined ten thousand dollars, no no suspension. Um, I mean I think they got this right. I I really do. They they find they find Jawan forty thousand dollars. They they suspended him for the last five games. He issued an apology. It seemed like you know it was what what the right words to say. Um, it has to be a genuine deal because I you know I I got to know Jawan Howard. I was in Washington the same time Jawan was there. Um, one one thing about him, he does love what he does, and he loves the 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 lives that he impacts and there's no way you can convince me that in that moment after he had an opportunity to think about what happened and more so more so his actions leading up to his his players getting into it i think that that's the biggest thing that probably is is most disappointing of the whole thing like if two coaches get get into it i mean that's, i'm i'm not i don't have a real problem with that if if it were in a situation where it was like kind of like a you know this is a one for one thing and it 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 was you know broken broken up quickly enough and it's like okay no harm no foul even if you want to find them that's fine but you did that in 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 a in a moment where there's a whole bunch of other people that are involved and it could have that could have been a much uglier scene it could have yeah. been it could have been a much uglier deal than what it even turned out to be. But putting those those young men at risk, because you you think of it this way. First of all, if it's my teammate and he gets into a scuffle, I'm throwing down. Most often, if it's a coach that gets into it for some strange reason, you and, and we don't even bang with coaches all like that sometimes, but if our coach were to get into it at a game – For some reason, you fight harder, and I think it's probably because you think you're you're safe. Like, if coach is doing it, then let me get some of this, right? You, he's he's gonna get the worst. He's going to get the worst of it. (laughs) We're safe, like so. Let's go ahead and throw down. Yeah, you know. So to me, I think that that's the biggest problem here is not so much the interaction. Like he. I mean, he palmed the dude's face. It wasn't. He didn't really strike
2: yeah, him. He palmed okay, him. Hold on, hold on for a second.
1: Can I just catch up with you guys with where you're at? Because yep. I didn't think Juwan Howard actually hit the head coach of Wisconsin. He did. He didn't.
2: It was the assistant. It was
1: the assistant. Yes, right? Yes. He palmed and him. And so I, I kind of <laughs> palmed him. I, so first off, let's just talk about this whole scenario. <laughs> the Wisconsin head coach he instigated this whole thing. The timeout. <laughs> Look, whether or not you wanna say whether or not you wanna say it was legitimate, all right, once like Juwan came over, mask on, said what he said, he didn't need to get up in that man's face and kinda of, like point to him or whatever. It's like, hey buddy, you knew what you did was questionable, and now the guy's calling you out for it, but you're gonna double down because you think you won't do something and you're gonna touch the guy? <laughs> like, yeah, you instigated it. He's he everyone's got a friend like this. Like tell me tell me who that friend is in your life.
0: Oh man, where he's gonna yap,
1: he's gonna do all the talking, and then all of a sudden guys start fighting and you're like, Where'd he go?
0: Right, where'd he go? Marcus now his name's Marcus. There you go. Berto is mine. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man Hey man wait, wait, where you go, Berto? You was just saying hey man
1: (laughs) But I mean literally everyone's got a friend like this And so his assistant gets hit. This whole, you know, scuffle breaks out. And now Juwan Howard gets the worst end of it. And I actually thought he was, like, the most mild-mannered about it after the fact. But, like, there was a line crossed. I I don't know. I I thought it was honestly... Too much punishment. He didn't even
0: Wait, say anything at first. He shook the dude's hand and was and going to keep going. Yeah. The dude grabbed his arm what? and said, "I need That's to, ex- what, I
2: need to explain uh, to you stuff what, you don't know." What's so hilarious about this whole thing is the outrage from these uh, college basketball blowhards that are like, "This is a terrible look for the sport." Uh, we were talking about it yesterday. No, it's this, not. We're this, talking about. Yes, it. you're not in tournament time. We're talking it, about. It's you. the biggest story since Zion shoe exploded. Uh, what What are you complaining about? If I'm the NCAA, I'm calling both teams up and saying, "Hey, man." Give us another dose of that. We're fine. Don't worry. You're not actually going to get suspended. You can still coach from the locker room. Yeah, come on, man. Let it rip a little bit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Let it rip. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Just like that. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our
0: shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.